Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. But let me ask you, though, because, I mean, from what I understand from speaking in the, in the studies I've done over the course of my life is that we choose our life journey. We mm-hmm. choose our, we, we create our life's blueprint, our soul's blueprint to come down and and uh, experience this. So you, you at a certain level told your, you said, no, I want to go down there and experience this. I want to die at, at almost three. I want to go through this experience. I want to know the truth and then have to deal with that truth for the rest of my life. So this is the journey that you're going through, which is not an easy journey. I mean, it's kind of like knowing the secrets to the door or secrets to the safe and nobody wants to, no one wants to believe you. Like, or there's, you know, the, the secrets in general. And like, no, what are you talking about? The world is flat. It is not round. No, the, the earth revolves around the world. The universe revolves around us, not us around the sun. You're insane. So these kind of, you had that kind of information for yourself. You have to walk through life with, and everyone looks insane to you. Um, which is what I've I've said this, uh, this analogy a couple of times on the show. Where you know it, it, our journey here is very much like a movie set because I come from the movie world, and that you know when Tom Cruise gets goes into Top Gun, he puts on the Maverick costume and he's mm-hmm. Maverick, and he goes, he drives to the set, he puts on his 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 air air you know whatever, uh, he goes to the set, he does his acting, and at the end of the day, he takes off the jacket, takes off the glasses, and then he's Tom Cruise again. The insanity that we all live in is that we believe we're Tom Cruise in Maverick and that there's nothing else around outside of that, that there are no movies, there's no movie lights, there's no directors, there's no other actors. These are It's all real, and that's the insanity. So imagine you walking through life, even to this day, look at people around you going, you guys don't – you guys believe in that you're in the Matrix. <laughs> yes. you, you believe that this – you believe in the illusion. Uh, you believe in the allegory of the cave by Plato. You, you believe in the shadows on the wall. That's what you believe the reality is, where I've walked out of the cave and go, no, 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 the light's back there. That's the truth, and nobody wants to believe you. So that must be a difficult, you know, one thing for me to say it, knowing it intellectually and knowing it, you know, as a tr- as a truth in my life, you experienced it. It's a whole other level. You've walked outside the cave. I've been told and I believe, and I truly believe in, spiritually inside that that's the case, but you experienced it outside that cave. So it must be extremely difficult for you to walk. As a child, I can't even imagine. But even today, as you walk through life, people around you, I'm assuming there's a psychological thing that you've had to kind of cope, coping mechanisms that you've had to deal with over, over the course of your life to just even be able to function in, in the world, correct? Very much, very, very much to the point, Alex, that when I was 19 years old and now I am in college and look at the perfection of everything. Why do you think I choose a career like marine 
biology, marine science. The first question is like, how could you pick that career if you drown? Right. <laughs> like, if, as you if you died by a bowl of pasta, and you're like, I need to be a chef, an Italian chef. Like, <laughs> like, like what? And I said, oh, that's the key. I said, because I didn't stay in the trauma of drowning. Drowning brought me to see the light. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like how throughout the course of my life, I became also like scuba diver, master scuba diver. Like how can I go deeper? This is like this parallel of like, how can I go deeper? By the age of nine, I was reading books so, so deep in spirituality, the Bhagavad Gita, books of self-realization. While well, other kids were watching the Muppets or I don't know, Sesame Street, I'm, I'm reading books on discernment. I mean, um, this is the the, the being I, I I came to be. I was at an other state of being, but it's like again balance. See, we come here not just to be self actualized, but to be uh, not just to be self realized, but to be self actualized. It's not just the discovering. Oh, I am more. I am more than this. See, I am beyond this. Is how can I bring it here? How can I ground the teachings? And how can I live a life in accordance to those teachings? But it took me many years to get there, of course. So first it was going through all those sufferings and picking a career that helped me what? Grounding science. See, that's right. why I have- it had to happen. And it, it also, like you said, you're talking about the blueprint. I started to have visions and I started to have that knowing since I was four years old. And the first thing I knew about this aspect was like I was four. My parents brought me to see the ocean. And I said to my mom, someday I'm going to know what is there. And by the age of five, I told him I didn't. My dad will always say, how could she know this? I was born in the mountains. And I come to here and I up to him and I said, I'm going to be a marine scientist. And he's like, okay, that's what you want to be. That's what you will do. See, so it's like I always had these clarities. And then it's when I picked this career that was helping me to ground, but also at the age of 19 is when the beings of life said to me, if I wanted to teach this path, if I wanted to. And I had this, the story is long, but I had an experience in which I kind of pretty much, I had many spiritual experiences like that in which I merged in that state of oneness again. Mm-hmm. I came down and I said to the being, so like, I want to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't. And later in my life, I, I was, I had the idea that I wanted to be normal. And it's when the being, so like said, no, you didn't want to be normal. You wanted to belong. That's what we come here. Our main experience as, as human as is connection. We need to belong. So it's like I I was so desperate to belong and to feel the sense like I wanted friends and I wanted a boyfriend. I wanted like what my sisters also had. So the first boyfriend I had wasn't going to be the spiritual guy in the clouds like I was. No, it was a <laughs> dead metal band guy with long hair and the party. I'm like, whoa, that's what I needed to ground. 
But this is where I put the other analogy, Alex, and is that imagining the first 19 years of my life, I was, although there was some sufferings, I was walking a room with the lights on because I had the beings of light. I had this right. connection. I had the door completely open. There was no door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I said to the beings of light, I, I don't want to teach. I want to be like everyone else. I, I just let me be. The universe is not imposing. They said, okay, we let you be. For now on, you're not going to hear us or see us for a while. And people say, how could you do that to the beings of light? I said, how could you leave home and leave your parents behind? It's the same thing. You need to go college. Even if we're talking at this level, it's like the, the part where, bye, but call away when you go to college. Mm-hmm. So it's this analogy to, to explain how this dynamic is. And then this analogy of the room, but what happened is at that moment, I turned the light off in the room. The beings of light were giving me all that that connection with that light. And now I like boop, turn off the light. And for the next 20 years, and this is the other thing, they said to me, in 20 years, you will understand. In 20 years, you'll have the, the clarity you need. And I said, oh, 20 years? You're kidding me? That's forever. <laughs> okay. And now in these 20 years, you could be in this room with the lights on and you don't trip in the furniture because you can see. Now going to analogy of being asleep, what happened when you turn off the light? You trip with everything in the room because you don't see. So for the next 20 years, a lot of challenges. I wrote a whole book, <laughs> a lot of sufferings, a lot of, a lot. Why? Especially in my experience, why there was so much, so much suffering. I almost was kill and murder murder in a beach i almost was raped i had very difficult challenges with relationships with work with everything because i meant to bring these teachings to no you're you're falling asleep you have to wake up you have to wake up but incredibly those 20 years of suffering brought me to what we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor And now back to the show. Be more empathic, be more compassionate, be more open, be more loving. Because until I was 19, guess I was arrogant too, because I was thinking oh. how these people don't see, see? How, a 19 bad. year old, a 19 year old arrogance. Stop it. But it's the double <laughs> arrogance. It was the spiritual arrogance. Yes, <laughs> I am. I am the most spiritual. I, I am the, I'm much more spiritual than you. you I'm very humble. Yeah. Like, these people, <laughs> they don't know anything. Oh my God, see? And now yeah. after I was for 20 years. I, I see, they just keep the beating, the beating, the beating down of the I ego, like, of the ego. Wow, of the ego. Now I was like, oh, I know how it feels. I know how it feels to fall asleep and be trapped by the matrix. I know how it feels. And when I was, um, incredibly, I didn't, I wasn't counting 20 years, but this happened in which 20 years later, I was invited to meet the Dalai Lama. I was going to ask you about that. How, how, how'd that work out? 
oh, that was incredible. And this and then this being the one of the people I wanted to meet throughout my whole life. And then it just happened that I, I had a friend that lived in um um I went to Singapore and she lived in oh I cannot remember the the country, but I went to, in Thailand. I went to meet her and she said she was very, very, very connected. Oh, in Malaysia, in Malaysia, she was very connected. She and then um she said to me, they had they were a family of a lot of wealth. And she said to me, Ingrid, in September I'm going to meet the Dalai Lama. You want to come? Of course I want to go meet the Dalai Lama. So now I, I all worked out. I was by this time, um um I think I was still working for NASA and I just said to her, I will work, deal with all my stuff at work and, and I will meet you in September. And I ended up in Dharamsala, India, receiving the teachings of just being right there with him for, uh, I think it was five days. And it was incredible by being there with him. It was a, a moment where I'm sitting next to him and holding his hand. And I'm just his compassion. He's, oh, he's this person of humility and joy and wisdom. And in my mind, I was thinking about the 10,000 things I could tell him at this moment that I'm holding his hand. And it's when I thought, stop. Just be quiet. The inner silence. Just enjoy this moment. And it's when I left India and it's when I just fell into the deepest depression of my life because it was a realization of how disconnected I have become from my inner truth, from that space of silence, from the beings of light. I have become really busy and I was doing a lot of stuff and my life had become so complicated. And again, uh, 10,000 sufferings. And it's like, now I went to that place where I wanted to die. <laughs> Serious, like, like I thought about ending my life. And the night where I thought about ending my life, I just went to prayer. And it's when I said, God, please help me see because I cannot see. I was not asking God to change my reality. I was asking God to help me see because I have become blinded. I mean, like, I love the analogy and I was trapped by the matrix. How can I change the pill? Give me the other one. <laughs> right, right. Then he's like, how can I see? And he's at the next the next day, I woke up with the simple message. It was simple. You need help. Go see a psychologist. It was like that. And then I went to look on, on Google and I found these psychologists in my area. I like the reviews. I wrote the name. The very same day, two different people from two completely different places gave me this name of the same person. I mean, what are the odds of that? Of course, I, of course. I get it. I have to meet this guy. I went to meet him and he was very professional, very spiritual. So it was like this psychology. I never felt uh, found before that combination of psychology with that level of spirituality. And then this was the right person. And through all the, the therapy, there was a moment that he said to me, Write a list of your sufferings. 
I'm like, I am a scientist. Come on, I don't write sufferings. <laughs> She's still in that place of being arrogant. I'm like, okay, I'll write the sufferings. He's like, this is cathartic, do it. And then I started to write this list. Wow, yeah. That's this journaling thing, you know, like writing, writing. I brought this to him and he said, wow, in my 30-something years of practice, I never met someone that has suffered this much and is mentally stable. And he's like, I'm really bowing to you. And I'm like, what? I was in shock. I'm like, I never thought I was the one that suffered the most. So that I'm like, what? Mm. Then it came that question that I've been asking since I was little. Why me? Why this is happening to me? And the answer came in the most remarkable way. Again, the short, the very short answer, but the light went on. And when I said, why me? He said, why not? And he's went like, oh! and he started to say, look, thanks to this, you have done this. He wasn't even looking at any notes. He's like, thanks to this, you've done that. And thanks to this. So, so he had been listening. That's the power of listening with presence. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is like, at that moment, I'm like, wow, the switch. And I started to tie all the knots. Wow. And I started to find purpose behind my experiences. And it's when we had that clarity, that realization is not the experience, it's the purpose behind the experience. And it's when, it's this moment when like, oh, I get it. Nothing ever happened to me, it happened for me. That's so, a really good way to look at it. Wow, at that moment, what? Get, imagine, Alex, I entered in the state of gratitude. It, it didn't matter. It was, I even had the recollection of the moment where I almost was killed, raped, mistreated, yelled, whatever. And I found purpose behind everything. And I'm like, state of such elevated state of gratitude. So I said three miracles happened that day. First, I had the realization nothing ever happened to me, but for me. The next miracle was that knowing at that moment, like time has stopped. I stopped living in the horizontal. And at that moment, I was in the vertical. Like when you know this is a movie. And it's when I'm like, <gasps> none of what is in my head is here right now. None of it. My only truth is I'm sitting in this chair talking with this guy. And that's it. The rest, I can do whatever I want with it. So it came the sense of inner power. So now I have gratitude and <laughs> this powerful being. I never felt that way before because I will even the idea like I am a woman. I came from a third world country. I this, I that, I can, I why was that all these thoughts of you're not enough. At that moment, like I can do whatever I want with what is in my head is my choice and the third miracle was discovering the true meaning of forgiveness because it was that realization if nothing ever happened to me but for me so in truth there's nothing to forgive so it was the sense what is to forgive if nothing ever happened 
(laughs) And I said, so I could use two words. There's nothing to forgive or everything was forgiven. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So, so let me ask you this. It's a question I think uh, people listening want to know. Did the beings of light come back? Fully come, yes. But it came back even with more power because after this um, realization and all these that happened in the office, is when I left, I'm driving my car and I had what I call a huge big awakening. And in this awakening was like I'm driving my car and it's when I started to feel the presence, what we call cosmic consciousness, God, source, the creator was the essence of absolutely everything, Alex. There was nothing that wasn't it. And it's when these questions that I have been asking since I was a child, how is it possible to forget who we truly are? And when did we stop being one with the whole? I always add the, I was asking these things. And it's when the answer came and that connection with the beings of life completely opened again. And the answer came and it says, one never stopped being one. One never left the source. One just became distracted with the matrix and seemingly forgot. that connection that voice that everything open but what i want to bring about the connection with the beings of light even since i was a child is that they always said to me don't believe what we say experience it yourself see otherwise it would have been a red flag we are your guru here on earth or on, on any other realm if that message come to you like no somebody wants to control you the message always go, was go within, go within. And this is, that's been the journey, this new journey that I've been experiencing for the past 12 years. I said for 40 years, for 40 something, I wanted to die. And I'm, I've been just living for the past 12 years. And it's like, so it's a journey to learning to live. <laughs> learning to live in the matrix. <laughs> yes, and, and ground the teachings. And be compassionate and being empathic and say, how can I bring this to others? And this is the, the, the thing, Alex, when I had this big awakening and I'm still working for organizations like NASA, imagine later for the, the U.S. Navy. How can I do or say to these people? I was asking the beings of life because now you want to share this stuff. But I didn't even know how. And the answer was beautiful. They said to me, do or say anything at that moment. They say, the light of your awareness is all they need. So go to that place of being, to that place of stillness. People think that stillness is doing nothing. They don't understand that stillness produces movement. But the movement that comes from wisdom. So the being so light said to me, wisdom comes from the place of silence. Learn to quiet the mind. Learn to 
pause, learn to be just present and still. And from there, you know what to do. You know what to say. It's not coming from a place of reaction. Being reactive right. is coming from a place of knowing of that. The wise heart, the place of knowing. I've been able to partner with Mind Valley to present you guys free master classes between 60 and 90 minutes covering mind, body, soul, relationships, and conscious entrepreneurship. Taught by spiritual masters, yogis, spiritual thought leaders, and best selling authors. Just head over to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free.